Welcome to The Pactum. I'm Pat Abendroth with Mike Grimes, and on today's episode, we are talking about apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith, and we have a special guest with us to do so. But before we do the introduction of our special guest, Mike, I think you have a special announcement for us. I do have a very special announcement. We've talked about it on previous episodes. However, we want to remind you yet again that we are hosting an always ready conference with Ligonier Ministries here in Omaha at Omaha Bible Church. The Always Ready Conference is a youth conference for middle schoolers and high schoolers. It's going to be happening here at our church on Thursday, April 27th from 5 to 9 p.m. Great opportunity for students to come and be encouraged. Uh, They can go to ligonier.org slash events and find some more information and get registered for that Always Ready Conference. We'd love to see you here. And we will be there as well. So if you want to say hi to the Pactum, we'll be there secretly listening in, even though we're not middle school or high school. True. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's been a while since we've done an episode together. It um, has. And e- even now we're not together. We're not. We're in Nebraska working, and I'm in Arkansas mountain biking. <laughs> You're a world traveler. So we had yeah. to find a way to connect eventually, right? Okay. Good, good, good. Well, our special guest today is the president of Reformation Bible College, Chief Academic Officer for Legionnaire Ministries and a Legionnaire Ministries Teaching Fellow. He has authored or edited more than 30 books, including R.C. Sproul, A Life. In addition, he hosts the podcast Five Minutes in Church History. Our guest today is Stephen Nichols. Hi, Steve, and welcome to the Pactum. Hello. It's great to see you. While you're mountain biking in Central Florida, I'm just enjoying, the, or in Arkansas, I'm just enjoying the sunshine and Central Florida. So okay, I, here we I, I, are. Sounds good. We're so glad that you're on. We're looking forward to seeing you uh, in April or later this month in Omaha. So before we talk about apologetics, uh, I guess I was thinking about the last time I saw you, and I saw you very recently, Steve, but I'm sure you didn't see me. Uh, I was at the <laughs> National Conference in Orlando. Oh, great. Yeah. And there were so many people <clears throat> there. It was wonderful. Yeah, we had about 6,000 of our closest friends wow. for a couple of days. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's over. It's overwhelming, but it really is great catching up with people that you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I always enjoy our national conference. Absolutely. Job well done. Job well done. Before that, I think we saw each other in 2016 when I graduated from the academy. Right. And before that, I had to look it up on my calendar. 2010, you were at Omaha Bible Church. I was trying to remember when I was there. I thought I knew it was before I came down to Ligonier, but so 2010. A long time. Yeah. And uh, I think we did a conference, like a weekend conference or something. You're right. You're right. It was Reformation weekend. Uh, uh, of course. I, so I was curious to know if you remembered anything else about that trip. And I'm kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> I remember you treated me to a delightful dinner when I got there. Wonderful. And I also remember that it seemed like every other member of your church that I met either played football or basketball for. Nebraska. So there were a lot of Cornhuskers. <laughs> That's, That's good. That's good. Go Big Red, we say in Nebraska. Yeah, they were very so. tall. You have a lot of tall people. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, speaking of sports, are you still running? I am. I'm looking forward to to coming out to see you all, of course, for our event. But okay. looking forward to a little river run and maybe a two-state trek. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So pretty exciting. We look fit. So good job taking care of yourself. Well, you know, we do this, right? We sit behind desks and the mind gets a little fuzzy and the body gets a little flabby. And you just think, 
hey, let's get out there and exercise. <laughs> it's true. I like to say gravity's against us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I, I ask you if you remembered anything, because the thing I really remember, yeah. a couple of things, and uh, during the Sunday school hour. Uh, yes, pa- the kids. Pa- that's right. That's right. right. So, yeah, right. so I want the Pactum listeners to know that Stephen Nichols, when he shows up, he doesn't say, I need room temperature Evian water and <laughs> green M&Ms only. And he's not like the rock star kind of guest speaker. He wants to serve. And <clears throat> during the Sunday school hour, Steve said, are there any kids I can teach? Hmm. And uh, you, all I heard back was a positive report and that you told a story about Martin Luther and his dog. Ah. Uh. You know, I always find it's fun. Fun way to talk to kids is always ask them if they have any pets. Okay. And uh, it, it's some, they always have at least imaginary pets, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> and then and then we can say, well, Martin Luther had a dog. And then we can talk about Luther. So it's good. You made a good impression. And then the other story, and then we'll talk yeah. about apologetics. Yes. We were singing on Sunday morning during corporate <laughs> worship and the person leading our music, a dear brother, uh, musical worship. Uh, he was filling in and he chose mm-hmm. the hymns and here it is reformation weekend. I'm standing next to, in my mind, Steve, you're a refer- you're a historian. So you're like a reformation scholar. We've had a great time. And he has a singing faith of our fathers, a Roman Catholic. Hymn. I know. So, but, I, but honestly, we used to sing it at Ligonier because the lyrics sound fine. But when you realize the context of that song, sure. oh. it's it's Catholics complaining about Protestants. Um, it is. I wanted to die. I leaned over and said something to you, and you were super kind. <laughs> That's fine. I, oh, my. I, I, I could write a book, Pat, about the experiences I've had in church uh, and visiting church. Can I, can I tell you a real quick story one time? Please, sure. please do. So I was staying in – I don't do this anymore. I was staying in a family's house. It was probably 45 minutes away from the church. So there's always that, but we're sitting there eating breakfast. And I just assumed they were watching the clock and they knew the church time and they were going to take me to church. And, uh, all of us, and I had a car, but I thought they were going to take me to the service because I was going back to their house for lunch. So all of a sudden they look at me and they say, service starts in about 20 minutes. You should get going. Oh no! <laughs> so, so I walk onto the platform as they're singing the final hymn. <laughs> oh my! That's terrible. Oh wow! So anyway, we, yeah. we won't we won't ask for the name of the church or anything like that. So I wouldn't give it if you did. I'm a person. <laughs> so we are calling this episode "Apologetics" with Stephen Nichols. So you better talk about apologetics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Steve, you have a PhD in apologetics. Is that correct? I do. Uh, what, what, what possessed you? What does it take for one <laughs> yeah. to gain a PhD in apologetics? Well, uh, so I went to Westminster Theological Seminary, which is known for its apologetics, even though I hold a slightly different view of apologetics, a more classical apologetics. Right. But uh, they also at Westminster believe in church history. So I was able to actually write on apologetics and Jonathan Edwards. So I was able to bring together two of my okay. interests, church history and apologetics and, and one fail swoop. So that was why oh. I did. Okay. So l- let's go super basic here because sure. um, you're good at teaching all different ages as we've been talking about even already. So with a PhD, if you're explaining to a 10 or 12 year old or 13 year old, what apologetics is and is not, do you yeah. start with Greek words? 
<laughs> I start with English words. Okay, good. I start with apology and I say apologetics is not walking around saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I have beliefs that might offend you. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe in a book that's a couple thousand years old. So we start there, right? Because we don't think Greek when we hear apologetics, we think the English word and we think apologizing. And I say it's actually the exact opposite. Uh, it's defending our faith. It's recognizing that we have reasons for our faith. And the actual word in scripture means to give an answer. And people want to know what you believe and they want to know why you believe it. And sometimes they want to challenge what you believe. And you might even have doubts about what you believe. Can you even give answers to yourself, right? For what you believe. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about giving answers and reasons uh, for the beliefs that we have. Okay, excellent. How about some Bible text? What are maybe some of your favorite go-to Bible texts when it comes to yeah, apologetics? Yeah, so, so the first is the command. So we start okay. there. And the command is 1 Peter 3.15. Mm-hmm. And that's where this Greek word, apologia, to give an answer And, you know, Peter's writing to an audience that is marginalized. We would use that term today. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a culture that's hostile to the gospel, hostile to the core of Christian beliefs. And his audience is suffering. And Peter tells his audience to be always ready. And that's where we get the name for our conference from, uh, to be always ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. And it's in a command. It's in the imperative form. So this is not some, he's not writing to pastors. He's not writing to people with PhDs or graduate level degrees or philosophy degrees. He's writing to laity, plain, ordinary Christians, all ages, shapes and sizes. Um, You need to be an apologist. So that's the command. The other go-to text is Acts chapter 17. And that's the example Okay. And that's Paul at Athens and Mars Hill, and he's brought forth uh, it's a big rock, right, that he's standing on. And below him is the massive marketplace with all of its temples. And above him is the Acropolis, the high hill with its massive temple, one of the ancient wonders. And he's standing in between on a rock. Uh, giving a defense hmm. for his belief in God uh, in Acts chapter 17. So those are my two favorite texts. If you want to camp out somewhere, the command, and be sure to look at it in context, First Peter 3.15, hmm. and then Paul's example in Acts chapter 17. I once heard you say something along the lines of the whole Bible is an apologetics textbook. Do you remember saying that? What did you yeah, mean by that? Yeah, sure. Right. So, you know, we could go back to Genesis chapters one and two in the creation account. So we have other creation accounts or myths, let's call them, mm-hmm. from the ancient world. And in those myths, they have some commonalities. Uh, there's a struggle, right? So in the Egyptian myths, the struggle is is the new, the deep, right? You can think of like the deep ocean and pre-navigation and what a mysterious thing the ocean was. So we've got to conquer this new and we've got to conquer this darkness. Well, Ra, the sun god, is victorious over this deep and darkness. And so Ra wins the right to create. So they all have this in common. There's like a struggle 
a God is victorious in the struggle and they get to create, whether it's the Egyptian or the Babylonian myths. You come to Genesis, there's no struggle. There is the formlessness and the void and the darkness, but there's no struggle. God simply speaks and it's so. What is that? That's an apologetic. Uh, This is Israel learning that Yahweh is unique among the gods. And even the way the creation account is given to us is an apologetic for the uniqueness of Yahweh, uh, that he alone is Lord. And then we just go from there through the rest of the Bible. I love that. I love that. Well, actually, you you have that recorded in the back of the Reformation Study Bible in an article that you did, and it actually says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you, in one sense, the entire Bible isn't apologetic for God and his decreed will. So that's a great resource for our listeners to to get apologetics, ABCs, simply. Uh, I love those articles in the back of that Bible. Can Just I tell you the story of that, Pat? Please, please do. So when I got down here in 2014, that was one of the big projects that we were working on was revising the Reformation Study Bible. Okay. And it came out the next year. So I think I wrote one or two articles for the back. I think one was on Ref- Bible and Reformation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking over these articles and I, I say to the editorial committee, we need an article on apologetics. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is R.C. Sproul's study Bible. He's Mr. Apologetics <laughs> himself. We need an article on apologetics. And they're all like, great idea. That's a great idea. You're right. We need an article on apologetics. You write it. <laughs> so, right. And by the way, it's due tomorrow because we <laughs> deadlines. <laughs> so no good deed goes unpunished as we all. That is funny. Steve, when you're talking, it sounds like apologetics is easy. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I've heard you say something along the lines that it actually is. I'm sure it's not in other ways, but what about apologetics is easy for the Christian? Well, I think we start with where we are and we go from where we are. And there's nothing wrong with engaging with someone and they ask a question and you don't know the answer. There's nothing wrong with saying, that's a great question. I I appreciate your asking that question. I think that shows on your part a real care and concern. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But I care about you, and I want to answer that question, and I'm going to do all I can to find the answer, and I'll get back to you. I think it's fine. Um, so you know, we don't have to feel like we have to know 15 things about Mormonism, 22 things about Islam. We have to be able to offer 52 archaeological evidences for the historicity of the Bible and 22 historical quotes for the resurrection of Jesus. Ah, and all that has to be at, at our fingertips, right? Right, right. Um, I don't think that's it. I think, you know, you look at it, it's it's not the, quite the same as evangelism, but you look at the folks that Jesus heals in the Gospels, and then they're ushered in front to give an account. And what do they say? I don't know. All I know is <laughs> I was blind, and now I see. And that man made me see again, right? I like it. And uh, I think that's how we can approach apologetics. Mm. We, we could say, you know, this is what we know. This is what we've learned. It uh, doesn't have to mean we know everything. Now, now Peter does say, be ready hmm. to give an answer. And I think that does mean preparation. So I do think we as Christians should be students of God's word and students of our culture and our world mm-hmm. and uh, be prepared. We know Islam 
is a growing religion. We should know something about what Islam says about the Bible or about Jesus or about salvation. Uh, so those kinds of things I think we can learn. But I, I think sometimes we um, we put too much pressure on ourselves to think, again, we have to have graduate degrees in this stuff before we can start talking to somebody about our faith and our convictions. Right. So I just worked, worked my way through your new little volume that's right here called mm-hmm. Apologetics, a student's, a student's Guide to Apologetics. And I loved how simple it was and how easy it was to read and accessible. So we, we would recommend that people check that out. It's a great little resource. Um, what possessed you to write it in such a simple and concise way other than you wanted people to read it? Well, you know, we have a real burden here for youth. And that's why we started these always ready. We had, we had this conversation again, it was shortly after I got down here and, and right now we basically do these events. Mm-hmm. My vision for always ready is that it almost becomes its own thing within Ligonier and okay. becomes our reach, our outreach to youth. You know, I mean, think about this. When we were in elementary school, we were not getting questions about pronouns and sexual identity. Right. Right. We were, I, I didn't know a Muslim. I, I I can't remember a Muslim within probably 20 miles of where I grew up in rural Western Pennsylvania. Um, and we certainly didn't have this sort of hostility mm-hmm. towards Christianity. It was a Bible was the good book and there was a cultural Christianity and that kind of vibe. Now think about what kids face in elementary school and junior high. And uh, it's incredible pressure. Um, and so we just want to come alongside of them and say, uh, first of all, remember, apologetics is for Christians, too. Right. And so let's help you shore up your beliefs. Like there's a re- just because you're born into a Christian home and you go to church every Sunday. That's not why this stuff is true. Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff is actually true. Mm-hmm. The Bible is reliable. You can trust it. Jesus really did live. And we have accounts of what he said and did. And he really did rise from the dead. And this stuff is true. Uh, God does exist. And here's some reasons why it's actually harder to explain the world apart from God. Uh, so, so good luck in trying to explain the world. If you think God doesn't exist. Um, so, so to come first, we want to come to teens and, and youth and say, there are reasons you can have reasons for your faith. Then we want them to feel equipped because they're going to get hard questions. Is Jesus the only way that just sounds so mean. Um, well, let's help them answer that. And, you know, we, we'll say this, we'll say this when they're out there with you in Omaha. We don't want you to run from these questions. Mm. We want you to run into these questions mm. and, and have answers. So, so the book uh, grew out of, um, you know, given these talks at these always ready conferences for the last five or six years. I think it's going to be a great follow-up because, you know, students will come and listen and maybe right. be excited and enthusiastic, but then they go home and it's like, well, now what? Sure. So the book will be a good complement to that, to reinforce and remind them. So I'm looking forward to putting it in my son's hands. And the thing you didn't mention, because your, your listeners obviously can't see it, is it's my first book with hot pink. Oh, yeah. So like, I'll, I'll hold so it there's up. That. Maybe, maybe they can see it through their earbuds. <laughs> when they do see it, wow. Just knock the socks off. So, 
Yeah, I walked past the book at the at the national conference uh, last yeah. month, and I thought, I don't know what woman wrote that book, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> and it's you know it's this conservative Scottish Christian focus, right? But there they go. <laughs> the reality is, I'm so lazy. I saw the book and I thought, oh, I need to get that. I'll order it on Amazon, and it'll be home at my house when I get home, so I don't have to carry it. <laughs> It fits in your pocket. It's true. It's true. Steve, you've mentioned some, uh, indirectly you've mentioned um, Islam and you've mentioned the gender issue. What are some of the other hot apologetics topics today um, that that need to be on people's radar? I, I think just the, the, the bill truth in general, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we think about this, we, we are just awash in a sea of data and who do you trust? And is we are, we talk about tribalism. And so you throw all that into the mix. And basically we have this horrible phrase that has emerged, my truth mm-hmm. and your truth. And, and, I, and I feel, I feel that that's true. <laughs> my, my truth, Pat, is that I feel that my <laughs> truth is a really bad thing. Uh-huh. But, it, I, but it's, Go ahead. No, I. Yeah, I was just en- say, enough shenanigans. Yeah, it just creates this um, barrier to truth before we're starting to talk about now. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So that's that's one thing. Everything has been so uh, tribalized and personalized. Even truth now, I can shape and I can create my own world and my own reality. Of course, it doesn't work. Uh, and even the sexual identity issues stem from that. And the, the transgenderism stems from this idea that I create my own identity and I create my own world. What we're seeing is that that's obviously a distortion of the world God created. And what we're seeing is the negative effects that has on people Mm -hmm. and how this doesn't bring them some kind of personal peace and uh, happiness. You you find story after story of how it it brings the exact opposite and just sends somebody into further tailspin. Right. So there's that issue. I think there's always the tolerance issue Mm -hmm. and, you know, here we are back to, I am the way. Uh, so that is quite an exclusive claim. And then it's followed up with no one sees the father except through me. So what we have to say is this, this sounds mean spirited, but actually the kindest thing you can do for someone is point them to Jesus Christ, uh, because he is the only way to the father. So we have truth, we have tolerance, and then honestly, you always have this in a youth culture. You've always got that sort of, uh, you know, appeal to the existentialist, nihilist, mm-hmm. goth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's such anxiety among kids. And, you know, is it post COVID and the new social orders? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it social media and they can't keep up with? social media images. And so there's intense despair and anxiety. I think it's always been in that youth culture, but it does seem intensified Mm -hmm. 
and you know any metrics can show this increase in eating disorders or increase in self harm or you know whatever the case may be and so you know i come back to and jesus says i am the life mm-hmm. like this is hope light and life against despair darkness and a culture of death and so you start looking at these big 3 that i think we're dealing with mm-hmm. Uh, the truth question, the tolerance and exclusivity, and what about other religions? And then just that typical dark desperation of the teenage angsty years. Um, it's apologetics. <laughs> and, and the answer is Jesus. And, um, I just, I just find what a fascinating statement. I am the way, the truth and the life, uh, leading to human flourishing, right? Christianity. Oh, my is, word. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And these, and these other things you know, are not leading to that. No. And these are just little gateways, but think of the power of those little words mm-hmm. um, and what they lead into mm-hmm. versus, you know, these other paths that, and, you know, I mean, this is the other thing. They are bombarded 24 seven by people who absolutely want their souls. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to suck every drop of blood they can out of our youth yeah. and out of youth. And we are told this is not about just flesh and blood. This is principalities and powers. And there is a darkness uh, that is there yeah. uh, waging war on, on youth. Um, True. Good, good, good. Well, I would like you to, uh, I know time is kind of fleeting, but I would like to hear some kind. I want you to think about this. Uh, I'll give you a moment, but a, a good apologetic story about RC would be good. Um, and as you're, as you're preparing that in your mind before we wrap up, I do want you to know that, uh, last night I set up my little fake studio here and snapped a photo of it. And, um, because I'm not at home and I basically played the guessing game. So I'm, we're going to, the Packham is going to interview someone who's very, very nice or a gentleman or something positive. I said that about you. And then I said, and he knows a thing or two about RC Sproul. Hmm. As, oh, he's from Florida as well. So some, some smart person, we'll call him Barry because that's his name. Uh, <laughs> he, he posts, he, he guessed and he posted a picture of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So how, give us give us an RC Sproul story before we part. Oh, well, can I, does it have to be apologetics? Oh, it doesn't. You know, can you're, I give you're, you a, you're, the, you're the guest here. Can I give you a story on me that makes me look bad? <laughs> we were sitting around the table. It was a board meeting and it was just anticipating uh, 2017. It was our fall of 2016. Okay. And Chris uh, Larson, our president, said, uh, go ahead and tell the board uh, some of the things we're, we're going to be doing in 2017. And I said, oh, yeah, I'd be glad to. And I started off by saying, well, as you all know, uh, this is the this is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And because this only comes uh, every 500 years, uh, we want to make it really special. And so R.C. leans back in his chair and he goes, Really? Really? The 500th anniversary of the Reformation comes every 500 years? <laughs> he goes, I thought the 500th anniversary only came once. <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> That's a good here story. I thought, here I thought I was impressing him with 
the lead-in. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we are really looking forward to having you. Uh, that's April 27th in Omaha yep. for the Always Ready Conference. We'll have a great time. And uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for having us, really. And thanks for opening your church to us. We're really looking forward to being with you all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to learn more about Steve Nichols or Reformation Bible College, you can check out their website, reformationbiblecollege.org. Dr. Nichols is on Twitter as well, at Dr. Steve Nichols. And you could certainly always go to legionnaire.org to learn more. Thank you so much, Steve, for being on. We really appreciate the Lord's work through you and the ministry he's entrusted to you. Yeah. Pleasure. Blessings on you. Thanks for being a part of the Pactum Verse. We want to thank you for listening today. As always, you can be in touch with us online on Twitter and on Instagram. You can check us out on our website, thepactum.org, and email us at connect at thepactum.org. We'll see you here next time on The Pactum. 